morning, afternoon or evening. Come rain, hail or warm sun brightening. Hello from your Desi Eminem and Dr. Dre. Welcome one and all to The Ball is Bay, your favorite NBA podcast in an Indian accent. Thank you for joining us on this lovely episode 14 of the 2018-19 NBA season. We are delighted to welcome you once again. Let us know in the comments where you're hearing us, as we are now an analytically driven podcast in an increasing analytic world. Speaking of anal, I've got with me once again co-host <laughs> and, re- and recent rider of the dreaded New York subway and opulent Starbucks drinker, Vinny Devaya. Vinny, say hi. Hello, people. <laughs> Amazing. Yes, that, that is uh, very different from very last different. week. Yes. It's always the case. That's the that's the that's the if nothing, that's the most that's the thing that people look forward to. They look forward to how is going to Vineet, you know, surprises. How is going to Vineet surprise us this yes. time? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> and I think they've uh, they've uh, yeah they've they've figured out that we have uh, like a lot of innovativeness in each of our little nitty gritties. That's what we are yes. all good. We are good about the nitty gritties. The big picture, not so much. <laughs> but the nitty gritty is we yeah, figure that shit out. Nitty we got the <laughs> exactly. That's the yes. That's that's the incremental advancements that we've been hoping yes. for. Anyway, yes, we need the pretty busy weekend. We started actually recorded a day earlier. Uh, I don't want to toot my own horn, but uh, I will uh, thank you very much, Ashwin, for making all this possible. And that was my own voice. <laughs> I have to I have to thank Ashwin though Ashwin's been like amazing and incredible in in sticking to the schedule for once. <laughs> well, uh, small increments. <laughs> anyway, uh, we just wanted to start off the pod on a very happy, positive note. Uh, LeBron James, first of his name, former King of the East, last week passed Michael Jordan on the list of top scorers in the NBA, and uh, because of our schedule, we kind of missed congratulating him on that achievement. It's one of the, uh, I mean, one of the many achievements that is there in his career, but one of the achievements of his NBA career that he should be proud right. of. Uh, passing in MJ on the list is no mean feat. It means dedicated, I mean, dedicated and continuous success for. Over 15 years, we need the. Do you want to say anything? Well, I mean, first of all, congratulations to LeBron James. Uh, he messaged me a couple of days back asking me why we haven't congratulated him on Ball is Bay. He was like, "Yo, what is up with Ball is Bay? Where's where's my congratulatory tweet?" And I was like, "Yeah, we do it when we got time." Exactly. So you should have been on our time. He's on his yeah, time. I mean, you know, we're busy people too. <laughs> But yes. uh, I think, you know, it was obvious the man's been consistent. 27-7-7. Uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's his stat, which is pretty yes. incredible. Average career, average. I mean, imagine that. Yeah. And he's, he still seems to be on the same path at 34, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I think most people at 34 were doing like, were at their sort of, going down their career i don't i don't remember anybody at 34 being so dominant i would say maybe carl malone exactly. mm-hmm. uh, was kind of dominant at this uh, at this age but i don't remember anyone else uh even yeah. even kareem was kind of downhill uh i wouldn't say downhill but he had taken a step back and um yeah so 
I think he's going to probably cross Kareem if he plays for another exactly six so. or seven years, which it seems to be possible. Yeah, so... And we at the Ballis Bay pod would just want to say one thing to the king. Transition there. So now you can continue. Oh, there's some music transition, or <laughs> Yes. It, it's, it's that Swiss beat song which says, on to the next one. So, like... On to the next person, Kobe, and then... Oh, okay, and then. okay, okay. Mm. So, when do you think he'll be able to cross uh, the captain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? He's at 38,000, and I think he just got to 31,000. Uh, oh. No, he crossed uh, MJ, right? MJ is 32. Okay, then... Yeah, so 32. Yeah, though. he's 32, uh, 32, and then uh, Kobe's 34... Carl Malone is 36 and Cap is 38. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I think... I, I mean, when do you think... Well, I mean, generally, uh, you know, you're doing about... Th- if you're doing 27 game, twenty-seven points a game, you're doing about 1,600 points, 1,800 points a, a season. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. he would have to do six more seasons of consistent 27-point averages. Yeah. Which is a lot, right? Yeah. Which is which talks about the greatness of Kareem Abdul Jabbar. <laughs> which people I don't understand yeah. how he is not in the conversation of I mean it's just it you know, you know he's my goat. Like he's my greatest of all time, better than Jordan. Because mm-hmm. he dominated every single era, every single like uh, stage like seventies, no, the eighties. He, he dominated high school basketball. Oh, you mean high school? Yeah, he college dominated and, college, uh, like, NBA. Yeah, <laughs> he lost one game in high school and, uh-huh, yeah. and college. Mm. Think about it. He lost in his entire college and high school career. He lost one game. Oh, one Uno. Game. I mean, that is yeah, unheard, unheard of. of. Easy. He's the easy goat for me. Uh, and the fact that like four MVPs, hmm. six MVPs. No, four MVPs. Six MVPs. That's what I, I remember. Fine, fine, fine. Six MVPs then. Liu Alcindor. Oh, what a guy. Six M. Six time. Uh, yeah, six MVPs. Wow. Oh, that is crazy. Six MVPs. Uh, six time champion. But just, I mean, the 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 Michael supporters will point out the fact that he was not the main man on on you know the six championships. He was the main man on two of those championships, which I, I guess is unfair. Like he, I, th- I think he knew his role, and he was like, "Yes, Magic, you just get me the ball if you want points. Otherwise, you run the fast break. I'm very okay with that." Well, I think the question is, you should ask Magic who was the man on that team, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, no, he has always said that it was captain Steve. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think maybe like the last championship was where, you know, it kind of felt like it was Magic's championship, but mm-hmm. they didn't have any scorers on their team. You know, like they weren't like. See, in the end of the day, it's a it's a scoring game, right? So you need someone that you can throw the ball to and get a basket when you want to get a basket. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. that team didn't have yes. anybody except for Kareem. Uh, so who could get it in that uh, half court? You're yeah, saying, right? and, not on the you know, 
break. Yeah. Till 86, he was averaging 24 points a game. So. No, I mean, imagine like uh, keeping up uh, your seven foot two frame, getting beaten by all those people for twenty getting years in the by, NBA. Yeah, that is by Wills. And that time, those everyone. those centers were not scrubs. You know, these are like real. No, they yeah they would yeah they were strong. They were tall. Uh, they were physical, and yeah, it's not. But when you have and imagine the discipline to necessary to you know have a shot which was an automatic, mm. like your sky un unguardable un. Okay then, uh, first, first a uh, very foremost uh, hashtag thunder up. We're gonna talk about that oh now. My God. Russell Westbrook, my my MVP, had a run-in with a fan from the Utah Jazz. Utah Jazz has always been a place for like really rowdy crowds who scream the most obscene things. I, and this is not just me, you know. This is like according to the NBA. I mean, I've never been to Utah. I'm sure they will scream at me also, but that's beside the point. So according to Westbrook, uh, the fan said some uh, racial epithets, and then he said, you know, go down on your knees like you used to, and things like that. And Russ absolutely pissed off. That video is an absolute uh, beauty to watch in terms of, you know, you can see that Russell Westbrook is just the only reason he's not just got taken his, you know, like taken himself into the stands and beat the shit out of that fan is because he knows, like there's no that that's not a that's not the answer to this. But you could really see the anger in him. Like he was not even screaming. He was just like, I swear on my life, I swear on everything I love. Like I'll I'll fuck you up. I'll fuck you up and your wife. And this fan had the audacity to go on camera like they did an interview right they do all this thing uh you go and shoot some kids in a school they take an interview with you they're like uh giving him his 15 minutes of fame and things like that similarly they went and did some and did a little talk they're like oh what do you what is your side of the thing and apparently he said i i was telling russell to ice his knees because he needs it and something like that but that's obviously bullshit why is it bullshit? Uh, so apparently the it, because that is there is see Russell Westbrook is a very he's not an angry person okay it's not like if somebody told him go and ice your knees he will respond like this and you have seen Westbrook's interaction before it's not like he's a loose cannon he's, it's not like he's Draymond Green who just loses it on the court for any single thing that anyone mentions it, it's that's what I'm saying the only reason I think it's bullshit is because Russell Westbrook would not have lost his school to this extent if someone just said Go and well, also, I mean, I think I think the benefit of doubt has to go to the fan because the fan knows. Because, there is absolutely no, because not. the fan knows what he said, right? I no, the fan. Okay, okay, wait, wait, let me let me let me give a little more context. Let me give a little okay. more context. So, so I'm fine. I mean, uh, innocent until proven guilty and whatever. So, all these social justice warriors, they went and checked out his tweets. Okay. They went through his entire thing. So he has called Russell Westbrook the N-word on a previous tweet before he told him, go back to where you came from or something like that. I, I don't I have no idea what that means. Like Westbrook is from what? UCLA, like LA. So what he wants to go to the Lakers. Mm. That can't be what he meant. So then uh, they pe- uh, figured out that this guy is one of those Trump loyalists. He's a white supremacist, uh, supremacist uh, sympathizer. He's told other, he's used the N-word on other black people before this. So all of that has to be taken into context. So agreed, like there has to be an investigation, right? Like you can say, listen to what he said. But the main reason I did not believe it is because there is no way in hell Westbrook loses his school in such a way if all he said was go ice and ice. So the Utah Jazz didn't make a statement then, but then they went and, you know, they 
had a, a review they looked at video footage they asked people who were sitting next to him and apparently they all found out that the guy was screaming racial things at Russell Westbrook and the best thing is the Utah Jazz organization has banned him from the from the arena they have banned that fan from the uh, what is that arena's name well anyway the Vivint Smart Home Arena they have uh banned him for life from that area so he can't go to music concerts in that area he can't go to anywhere in that area and the nba of course uh, fined russell westbrook uh, $25000 which is absolutely nothing but uh yeah i mean so i i guess what so this is the background of what we're going to discuss but uh, vinith what is your opinion about fan interactions and uh, who draws the limit and what what do you do when the limit is crossed i mean none of us wants to see like a 200 pound proper athlete like with muscles made of steel go and attack a fan who just happened to say something maybe inebriated or maybe not or whatever so like please give us some gyan 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 matlab at least what do you think like where do you, if you were a, like what do you, what is your feelings about this coming as a person with who who has pride like who's i don't know if you've faced racial uh, uh, things in your life i mean you've been abroad a mm-hmm. lot but also you have played a little bit of competitive ball so i mean as a sports person as and as someone uh, who understands you know the interactions that happen at a stadium level like give us some some tips some not tips but like what are you you thinking of i think you know it's uh, i don't think they should have banned the fan uh, for mm. very simple reason because you know this is all the fan has you know Uh, okay. they could have made they could have basically done some kind something else which was maybe a little bit more like taken the side of the of Russell Westbrook and said that you know the fan was at fault and you know whatever but banning him for life is a little dramatic i, I feel one is because i feel there is there has not been enough evidence that he said something racial right i mean there is i mean they did an uh, that's not true right like they did a investigation what investigation they asked the people do? who was they asked the people who were sitting next to him they looked at video evidence from the stadium they asked the people who was so they know where he's sitting right so they asked the people who were sitting right next to him and the people in the front row seats he was three rows from the court side so they asked the people who were sitting there he asked they asked the ushers they asked the security people they, they i i would say they did the so i'm not just saying that he said racist things because westbrook reacted but because, i'm saying it because of the way he reacted plus because it's utah and they have a little bit of thing with uh, westbrook they also like you know and see the reason is there is no way in hell westbrook was abuse his wife if the wife had also not chimed in i mean th- that is not something that any sportsman would do like just again, attack again, like wife i said out again, of the blue. my thing is as a public personality right mm. who's making a mm. lot of money based on mm. what these people are paying for tickets right mm-hmm. if everybody stopped watching nba no one give, would give a shit of who russell westbrook was right? yeah, okay so mm-hmm. is is this kind of behavior supposed to be encouraged no but banning somebody for life is a little bit too dramatic i would feel given the fact that it is very the evidence is circumstantial uh, also it's a, it's a loud arena I I mean I've been in a couple of arenas and it is very difficult for you to hear what someone is telling unless the person is mm-hmm. like really next to you and if you are a player mm-hmm. and you're standing 
even you know like 10-15 feet away you can't hear exactly what they said right so I would be I would not completely believe what Russell Westbrook heard because he could have heard because you see what they both said were very similar right I mean, I I think now now you're just uh, you're thinking you're putting yourself in the fans' uh, shoes yeah, because, and trying to think of a no, way no, no, to no, defend no, your because, actions. Because I think that there there has to be some amount of discretion allowed here because it is difficult to hear things, right? Hmm. But that's what right, like the investigation did not. They don't talk. They don't talk. Just I take, just I don't think that there was any investigation done. I think it was mostly. to to get rid of the social media warriors oh okay you know? because social justice yeah, social warriors, justice warriors like people who you know behind twitter are like big shit you know opinionated but really in the real life mm-hmm. they kind of not doing anything useful right but then don't you think the fan is also similar in a real world situation no no i'm like, not saying i'm not have, again, it, don't get me wrong i am not saying this kind of behavior must be tolerated but doing a lifetime ban you could ban him for maybe 2 years hmm. you know and you could be like yeah he's not allowed to come to this court maybe he's not allowed to watch any basketball games okay right maybe not allowed to come to okay like you could have made him sound like it was if he yeah, he was guilty rasul abdul was fine and given a penalty without a lifetime ban but my guess is the reason why they they had such a harsh penalty for something that people say anyways like you go and you start if if a white person would have gone and played basketball in a new york city uh you know ghetto uh, new york okay. basketball court he would also be called yeah. called racial slurs i have gone to i played in in basketball arenas where you know they call me an arab you know hmm. oh whoa. how dare they yeah but the point the point being that it's but no one takes offense while playing while playing game because that's like a part of the game which is like you try to get into the person's head by saying shit that gets into your head right i completely agree that he must have said it wait uh, wait, wait. Mean, even if he even if he's a racist i find right go on the point is everyone is a little bit closest racist or a closet you know closeted homophobe yeah, everyone closeted something i think everybody has everyone. judgments based on race based on uh, culture based on how the person mm-hmm. looks like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yes you sh- he shouldn't have said what he said but i also want to give him the benefit of doubt because stadiums are extremely extremely noisy and the difference in what they said is so subtle where one guy said he heard that he said get down on your knees and the other guy said ice your knees is like so similar is so phonetically similar that i would give i would say that maybe he didn't say that and even if he said it let's ban him for 2 years okay so this move was mostly to appease the social justice warriors rather than actually having any impact on either what the person said or trying to be fair to both parties uh, i think russell westbrook should try to be a little bit more uh you know i would say uh take the higher road given the fact that he's the star he is there performing for them uh 
he should be able to control his emotions given the fact that there is so much at stake he should allow i mean i completely agree. yeah he is the only one with anything to lose that fan has nothing to lose all he has to like all he has to do is gain maybe he throws westbrook off his game or maybe he gets his team a victory and he feels happy the point uh, one more additional point is why the hell would you try to do that to westbrook like westbrook is someone who have always seen any time somebody pisses him off or gets him mad he just goes takes the next level and performs amazingly well in the same please i i think uh, the, the game was kind of iffy iffy but once this entire incident happened after that westbrook was like on a tear he was he had a block on uh, gobert he had a steal from gobert he had a, a three pointer from the logo he had uh, another layup uh, running layup and i mean don't piss off russell westbrook because like you would not try to piss off kobe right because kobe would just go insane i mean the best thing for you to do is not piss westbrook off which is why i think that this has more to do with the racial part of it or the entitlement part of it i mean that's what i wanted to say that because you pay the tickets that does not mean you own the team that does not mean that you you can you get to say whatever you want about something you you can say your shot is not uh, your fuck you go back home your your shot is not going in today you will never win again you'll never win without durant you'll never win without this you can you can say all of those things and that are perfectly fine but how can you how can you justify someone making uh saying shit like you know go back to where you came from or go down on knees or, i mean like as i agree that if your justification is that he may not have said it then it's fine it doesn't matter because if he did not say it he did not say it but like there there should be you should have some sort of restraint about what kind of things are allowed to be said at uh you know stadiums and all you can't have a like and it's not like every utah fan says the same thing i mean but you should be allowed to figure out who the bad apples are and have them removed banning for life i think it's perfect it sends a, a clear message but maybe i'm just getting a piece because you are one of those social of the, justice warriors <laughs> no 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 i mean uh, i mean i i love the fact that they did it but no i think banning know. for life is a little too too dramatic take it no problem that's uh, that's such as life maybe he'll Uh, come back in his next life and be a nice person speaking of next life we've got sixth man awards not really awards but like sixth man discussions happening uh lou williams uh, someone i've hated because he always manages to score uh, prolifically against a team that i love the okc he was crazy like that on the clippers then he went somewhere then he's back on the clippers now again and he's still doing things like this uh, he recently passed del curry for most points off the bench and it started a little debate on the uh, social media about is lou williams in, in like the greatest uh, you know uh, sixth man of the of all time like the goat sixth man of course vinith devaya being a spurs fan will always say manu ginobili and but yeah i mean let, let let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, what do you think is an is a sixth man ka you know what what are his qualities like what constitutes like a great sixth man well i think what constitutes of a great sixth man is he has to be an amazing scorer okay right he has to be an amazing he is basically like ideally he should be a a mix between a point guard and a shooting guard okay because mm-hmm. uh, he has to be able to like get the shots for like the second rung of players that come in right uh-huh. and he should be able to score when the main scorers are kind of sitting out okay, okay? 
Yeah, I mean, he, he he should be like a scoring mentality plus facilitating mentality kind of person. Is yes. what you say? Okay, should he also be lefty? Again, eyebrows are raised. <laughs> <laughs> lefty is ideal. Uh, no, no, no I, I'm joking. Idea. But I mean, uh, but who are the who are the like the top six men, six men that you have ever like candidates? candidates? I like. I mean, no, let, let's let's name in the last twenty twenty years. Last twenty years, sir. Last twenty years, you know, uh, the, I think Robert Ory should be like on that list. Not really. But Robert Ory was. I mean, I, I think uh, he was. I mean, because he com- brings that little clutch gene. He has that uh, shooting. That scoring okay. mentality. And also, Robert Ory was on the Spurs. No, my friend, he was on Ball Is Bay Pod, my friend. Oh my God! Uh, yes, yes, yes. He is. Uh, uh, yeah, that that might have been what uh, triggered his name. <laughs> hey man, you gotta stop with these questions. Or like, give me the answer before. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go. Okay. Uh, okay. So, um, hmm. I think uh, Ginobili. In recent times, I don't think there's anybody better than Ginobili because uh, see, because the goat uh, sixth man should also have like some uh, championship rings, and Lou Williams has absolutely none. So he has no. That's he has why no cred as a winner. He has no star uh, quality. I mean, he does these things, but yeah, I mean, I agree. See, I I, I hate Lou Williams. Jamal Crawford is also like thunder. a good sixth man. Jamal Crawford is a good candidate. Again, no rings, but. proper off the bench scorer like easy 15 points on average like on the honest day 20 points 3 points from anywhere like absolutely yeah i mean jamal crawford has to be on that thing uh, i think recently andre gudala has become a sixth Who? man but uh, andre gudala and he won the finals mvp as a off the bench mm. player so but i, I think he was a star before yeah. as in like he was the main scoring option for the philadelphia 76ers uh James Harden was a great sixth man before he became the star, the star. i think you also thought that James Harden was a difference maker in that whole yeah. OKC San Antonio yes. yes rivalry so so can we just say manu ginobili instead of instead of having all this discussion no no, no manu ginobili in the past 20 years i don't think anybody has the uh has the creds like you said street cred to upstage manu ginobili obviously i mean so then why why suddenly oh lou williams no, because, best sixth man ever what the hell no because because see you shouldn't I mean, have so much recency bias manu ginobili just just retired last year i mean like <laughs> give five years at least i'll i'll tell, tell you why one reason is because uh, manu ginobili has started in 33 uh, percent of his games like he's played 1000 games or something and he's uh, started in like uh, one third of them uh, ru williams has only started in one eighth of all his that's because he's a shitty player no one is going to take him as a start <laughs> <laughs> okay but then i i'm glad you i'm glad you said that because then there is someone named john havlicek oh he's the, the he's the hondo. Yeah, hondo is the hondo. is the original sixth man hondo has Started in zero percent of all the games that he's played, and he's got a career average of twenty points, six uh, rebounds, and five assists. No, Hondo is career the, average. But you have to understand, Hondo played in the you know, in the golden era of the Celtics. Uh-huh. You know? 
Yeah, I mean, he was he, he played in the one, one he played in the seventies also. Like after the gold yeah, yeah, yeah. broken up, I think he had one championship yeah. then also. But yeah, majority so he played. It would be impossible with, uh, for him to Russell. get a spot in the the starting five of that Celtics team. Yeah, 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 true. You know, but I mean, yeah, I mean, in that case, like even Bob McAdoo, like who was someone yes. who was the scoring leader, and he was an MVP, I guess, he one year, MVP and one then year, he yes. was coming, he was coming off the bench for the yeah, Lakers because so. he had Wilt and Jerry. Yeah. 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 Okay. No, but I think the reason why I feel Manu is like the best sixth man ever is because he could run an entire team by himself. Yeah. You know, he could take. I mean, but Ginobili was in more many ways like the Harden who never left OKC. Yeah. I mean, in in two thousand seven, I think they won this championship. Yeah, against Cleveland. I don't know if it was two thousand seven or it was two thousand five. No, I think you're talking about the two thousand five. Two thousand five. He was, yeah. I mean, the rock he star, was a rock yeah. star. Like Kobe had nothing on him. <laughs> really, it, it was it was incredible. Like, think against going against two thousand five, two thousand six Kobe Bryant, and just being like, mm-hmm. oh shit, this guy is. Uh, I don't care who you are. Yeah. Oh, and he was better. He yeah. was just better, flat out better. And mm-hmm. I think that, I think that series kind of just changed everything for everybody. About about Manu Ginobili, and imagine having Manu Ginobili coming off. Yeah, the and Manu Ginobili was like a MVP for like many years outside. He was like he's like Luka Doncic. Uh. Think about it. <laughs> yeah, I think he came into the league at what twenty five, yeah, twenty something. Yeah, he came quite when he was much older. Quite late. Yeah, he was already yeah, proven and, back and in Europe. He took the Argentinian team to win a gold. In the Olympics against, against the USA. USA, so he defeated USA the entire the USA, USA basketball team, which had yeah. LeBron, yeah. which had Tim Duncan, which had LeBron, Carmelo. all of these fuckers, yeah. and he took uh, a bunch of no scrubs. Kobe, <laughs> yeah, who had no business being there. He just yeah, and that is see that see. I, I mean, I, I'm not going to do any KD bashing, but I think that is a lot better than a lot of rings that the that NBA players have. Like beating, imagine beating the NBA. Cream, yeah. creme de la creme with an Argentinian yeah. team. I mean, and he was a beast. To. Like you, they, they couldn't stop him. They tried everything. They tried. They just uh, like I saw those games like later on. I didn't watch them at that time, but I watched like the. Uh, this is Athens, right? Two thousand four. Mm. And I watched them like mm. later on, and I was like, oh my god, Manu Ginobili, Ginobili. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and man. and yeah. I think Manu Ginobili is kind of like Tim Duncan or like Dirk Nowitzki, where everybody loves him. True. Uh, you won't hear a single person say any shit yeah, about and him. Also, no one will say because... he's not a good player. Oh yeah, no one will say that. I hope nobody says yeah. that. Because then you'll be enemies with the ball is pay. Hashtag ball is pay. <laughs> hashtag respect. <laughs> it's just like this is a completely random hashtags. Uh, no, what hashtag uh, respect is a pretty interesting hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like, can we like get uh, off this bandwagon of Lou Williams is the best six man of all time? Fine, gotten off. Uh, that's me jumping off the bandwagon. God. But yeah, I mean, I, I told you it's for personal reasons. Like, uh, you know, uh, Lou Williams just keep whenever he I see him, he keeps giving buckets. He gave buckets to OKC and Clippers in consecutive I games. Don't give a fuck. Like. Not Clippers. No, he's a Celtics. good player he and just... he's a great scorer. Mm. But 
He's a great scorer, exactly. Yeah. He's not a good player, no, but he's a great scorer. A great. Like, proper yeah. scorer. Great but scorer. I don't think he's a good six man, because I don't think he can run a team. Like, if you give him a bunch of scrubs, like, he can't, like, he can't make that... Like, most of the people that Manu Ginobili played with were, like, shitty players. Hmm. You know, he played with, like, all the... Because you know how the Spurs recruit, right? They recruit all these, like, second round, you know, jumped around players who... I mean, just look at the Spurs. Like, they always have all this, like, really... The what's his name? Uh, Bertans. Paddy Mills. Uh, David Bertans. And uh, there was that other guy, the Red Rocket. That's uh, Derek White. No, no, Derek Red White. Rocket. What is his name? Ah, uh, Matt. Matt Bo- I mean, what? Red Mamba. Yeah. Why was the? Why the hell was that guy on an NBA team? <laughs> but he was, and he played so many minutes with Manu Ginobili. Yeah. It was exactly. I mean, Manu Ginobili. I, I, I think. In clutch situations, uh, like Ginobili would handle the ball, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Tony Parker yeah. would Parker would move just, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, which is exactly what I'm saying. Ki, you know, like that is a is like the differentiator for from a sixth man to like like sixth man goat. Sort yeah. of thing. Because my, Ginobili, it's not like Ginobili only played with the second stringers. Like as the thing yeah, went but, on, yeah, like the, he would he would play with the starters. Yeah, yeah. Like he would like, he would because, end the game. Yeah. Because he was smart, right? He, he, no, he because Popovich is smart. I mean, yeah. And uh, Ginobili, I've, I've heard stories of, you know, Ginobili being pop telling him, do it this way. Ginobili is like, no, I'm Manu Ginobili, I'll do it this way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> and even, I think uh, in one of those, like, uh, documentaries, they talk about how Tim Duncan felt like Manu Ginobili is going to get thrown out because he just never yeah. listened to Popovich and he just did what the fuck he wanted to do. <laughs> he wanted to. And knowing Popovich, Popovich doesn't tolerate that shit. But then Papa is like, he would say he would do something and I would be like, no. And then he would do it and I'd be like, oh, that is actually quite good. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, I mean, such, such people are also really interesting in real life. Like, yeah. who have so much confidence in themselves. They're like, no, I'll, you know, they're not afraid to fail. They're like, I, I will, I will deliver it to you. Don't worry about it. Oh, my God. I mean, I can't believe I tried to engage you with Lou Williams in this debate. God. <laughs> Okay, okay fine. Uh, what was that other thing that we were going to talk about? Draymond Green. Uh, Draymond Green, yes. Uh, sources. I mean, we don't have sources, but uh, internet hey, sources, uh, man. Us. Okay, okay. Uh, clear that. Uh-huh. Sources. As a well-placed sources have uh, reported that uh, Steve Kerr and the Warriors management is getting a little frustrated with Draymond Green. Um, and he might soon be on his way out. So, what we wanted to discuss is, does Draymond Green have the same all-star future outside of the Warriors? And uh, what will the Warriors lose if they lose him and then they lose maybe Draymond, I mean, uh, uh, DeMarcus Cousins and or KD? Well, what is the deal with that? Well, I think uh, Draymond Green definitely has a future outside the Golden State Warriors. Okay. I don't think he's going to win any more rings. Okay. Um he is he's doing what he should be doing which is he's creating a stink up getting mm-hmm. attention towards himself because he's in the free agency and anybody with enough game iq would not give him money over clay thompson so no, yeah so okay. golden state warriors is going to give clay thompson the max yeah if golden state warriors have enough 
brains. I mean, they they've given uh, Steph the max, so they can give one more person the max, I guess. So yeah, it won't be Durant. It'll have to be Clay. It has to be Clay. I mean, they could give it to Durant, but uh, I, don't, I don't think Durant is going to stay in Golden State. Okay. I think Durant is uh, he's talked about gonna get how, one more Finals MVP and then yeah. On. And I think that that is good enough because you know I think he he's what 31 now. Uh yeah. Yeah, he's 31. Yeah, so he has probably there. another like five or six good years left, and uh-huh. he should try to be making the most money that he can make. Mm-hmm. You know, three championships, four championships, from Finals MVPs. Yeah. It's a good NBA career. You know, he's not going to be in the top. He's not going to be in the goat conversation. He can't chase the goat conversation anymore because of his weak move. Yeah, of his weak move. So I think he has embraced the fact that you know, fuck it, no one is going to give me any credit anyways. Mm. So let me just make money, which is fair. Huh. Yeah. Good move. He can make a lot of money. Yeah, he can make a lot of money. So I think he's probably going to go to New York or Boston, uh, mm. and uh, make a lot of money. He's not going to make that money in Golden State because they got to pay Steph. Yeah. <clears throat> They are and, paying Steph. I mean, Steph has already signed that thing. Though. Yeah, but they still have to, you know. I mean, once Steph is done with this contract, he probably will is is probably going to get another max contract. Yeah. So, I think Steph is twenty nine now. Two thousand eight drafted, so eleven years. Yeah, twenty nine. Close yeah, to twenty nine, and so uh, by the time his this contract he got last year, so that's a four year contract, five year contract. Five year contract. So in another two three years, this contract will be up. And no, I mean, prob- uh, yeah, that is like a little too much in the future. No, because I mean, they I, have to pay. They have to. They have to decide between Clay and Durant this offseason. No, because they have to make that decision now, right? They have to make that decision now. Is like no, I, I, I think Steph is the Steph is the Warriors. Like without Steph, there's no Warriors. So they have. Really they are true. going to keep him. But again, would you so. would you keep Steph over Durant? Uh, that's a very good question. Yeah, I mean, I would keep Durant. Huh. I mean, yeah. But uh, the Warriors are not like that. Again, I'm just saying, if I'm if I'm a business-minded, if I'm no, a no, business-minded, exactly, yeah, exactly, I would keep Durant. Exactly, definitely, so, definitely. So, I just feel like Durant doesn't want to stay there anymore. Huh, okay. right? I think he wants to move on. He probably wants to come to New York. Because yeah, he's, like never, going to, he's never going to get the love that Steph has. Mm-hmm. So, there's no point in like pushing Steph out. Because if he pushes Steph out, then fuck it. Then no one's going to love him. He's dead. But the Warriors are mostly made of 90% bandwagoners. As long as they win, I don't think they'll have any problem with that. Eh, I don't think so. Because, you know, Steph has has the whole, like, family appeal, the kid, then, you know, all that bullshit. What what I'm saying is, see, they they had no problem. I mean, they kind of had a problem when they traded out Monte Ellis and, you know, that whole entire... uh, uh, Who was that? I mean, uh, Monte Ellis was the... All this mess. yeah, I mean, that entire group, when they kicked them out, they, they, they were like, uh, oh, how can you do this? But once they started winning, they're like, oh, fine, what a great idea. So I, no, I think the thing is, like, it. you're going to win with Steph or Kevin. Yeah. Uh, anyway. You're winning with both of them. You you can win with one of them. But uh, I see what I'm saying is, it seems like the proper move. If, if the option came between, uh, should I give the max to Steph or Durant, and I can only give it to one of them, give it to Durant. Yeah. No doubt about it. But they've but, already given it to Steph. But they've already given the stuff, and they can only have one. So now the question is, would you give it to Clay Thompson or Durant? That is this off-season's question. Yeah, but the, my my thing is that I doubt that Kevin Durant. Kevin, wants to Kevin stay. Durant even wants to stay. Got it yeah. exactly. And that, that's now, but if Kevin Durant goes to the Warriors and say, "Listen, if I want to stay, but I want the max," well, they are going to move Clay Thompson. 
Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah, that also seems sadly fair. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I, I think that will not go down well with the fans. But yeah, who really cares about the fans as long as they win? Yes. That's what I'm saying. We are Warriors bandwagoners. They'll have no issues as long as they keep winning. Yeah. That's how the... Yeah, anyway, the point... But anyway, coming back to our uh, Mr. Draymond Green. Man, so Draymond Green has absolutely no <laughs> See, this is, I, I think I think this is the perfect symbol, symbolism of the conversation. Like, we started off with Draymond Green, but we veered off it and talked about the main people in three seconds. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> he has no leverage. No one gives a fuck about him. Yeah. You know, like, he but, was but very, cru- if, very crucial in, next like... next year, DeMarcus Cousins leaves. Which he might leave. I think so Demarcus then, Cousins and Kevin Durant both will leave for New York Knicks. Okay. Together. But then uh, you're talking about Draymond. And, uh, he has I think Draymond has, will, will probably get... like That's why he, he's, he's changed his... You know. I think Draymond, Anthony Davis and Lake, I may end up in the Lakers next year. That's, uh, well, that, that'll be interesting. To see Draymond go to Oracle Arena as a non-warrior yeah and on LeBron's team and on LeBron's team <laughs> yeah I, I think you can see it in his demeanor also like in the offseason all he's not like he I, I think he can see that he is going to be moved but uh, don't you think he can take a pay cut and stay with the Warriors or he won't do that I mean because why I don't think it's required I think stay he, with see, the Warriors see he's get rings and get rings and what he's gotten oh, three rings there are a lot of great players who have no rings yeah. <laughs> so what's the point? You're not see. But then the, he's uh, not going to get a max contract anywhere. See, the point is this, right? Like, but he, at least he can prove himself, right? So what he can do is he can take a two-year ex two-year deal somewhere and be like, okay, I'm going to go for like twenty points, ten rebounds, whatever. Seven. But he can't do that. He can. No, he can't. He can. He can. He's not a. He's not the first or second or you, third. You're or telling me or, if he plays option. for like a Brooklyn Nets. Or a Orlando Magic, he can't get twenty points. No, because what he does is not something which gets points. Dude, he used to, he used to, he was averaging fifteen points on the Warriors. No, he was not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think. Go to, to, go to 2015. Uh, this thing. I'm pretty sure he was averaging like fifteen points. Maybe ten points. I don't know. No, he's averaging ten points now. He was averaging 14 points on the 2015-16 Warriors. Yeah. And 12 points on the 2014-15 Warriors. So you're telling me he can't get he can't get 20 points in like a fucking, you know, in a Brooklyn Nets team? No, Brooklyn... Uh, because his style is not conducive to getting points other than if he's... If he is completely forgotten on offense, like if people are like, okay, Draymond can do whatever we want, we'll try to stop them, and then fine. Uh, I mean, I don't think he can get that many points, but he is a very great. He's a former defensive player of the year, absolute. Uh, like he's a good rebounder, good passer, mm-hmm. and like good. Uh, you know, like he can shoot. Uh, I mean, you have to at least guard him a little bit, and I mean, he's not required to shoot now. Maybe that's why his points are down. But I think he can shoot well. Yeah, but he's I, not required I don't think he's a, to shoot right now. So I, don't, I, I, I think he's a ten points that. and uh, maybe he's a ten point ten rebound kind of person. Ten point ten rebound, six, five, six assists, which is also not bad. But which is yeah, kind of I like mean, an all of right? And all of it makes a lot of money. Yeah, all of it makes a lot of money. But all of it can get his own shot. Like Draymond Green cannot like what? get his own shot. Draymond cannot get his own shot, man. Like all of it can't get his own shot. Yeah, of course he can. He has those moves in the post. Eh. Ah, eh. Okay. I would disagree uh, with that. 
I mean, Al Horford, look at Al Horford's numbers, right? 15, 15 points, 7 rebounds, 5, five. Yeah. like he's, that's what I'm saying, like I think if, Maybe if, Al, Al Horford is the ceiling for Draymond Green, like yeah, he can be yeah, as good the, as Al Horford He's that kind of a player, right? He's kind of the, but Al Horford makes a lot of money mm. Because he's in a team that wants that kind of, that kind of player And I just don't think that the Warriors need him anymore yeah, I think that is true. But yeah, so, we'll see, we'll see. We'll see in this off-season what happens after they win their fourth championship. <laughs> yeah, because you have four rings. I mean, after that, you, have, you know, how much do you want? Yeah, four rings is, four is like a lot. as much as Shaq. <laughs> yeah, four is a lot. And you are a critical piece for two, at least. Mm, mm. And, uh, you know, I think that's yeah. a good... Yeah, I mean, his career is pretty envious. I mean, people still blame him for LeBron coming back from 3-1 to beat. I mean, imagine, they did not give you credit when you won, but then they put all the blame on you when you guys lost. So, yeah. that means that he is well, he was pretty integral to that team. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, he was very integral. Yeah. So, I, you know, I think uh, I think people recognize it who are, who are you know, uh, players. But uh, yeah. he needs, I think, like a two-year contract somewhere where he can just go all out and then and he's a young kid so you know yeah, yeah. i mean i hope that he doesn't become one of those forgotten uh, no no no, no. I, I think he has too much pretty... too much of pride to be forgotten he's going to i think he's going to take a two year contract somewhere pump his numbers up play really well you know be a big mouth and then go get like this big contract in like a contending team or at least in a contender got it Perfect. Yeah. I think that's a very nice way to end this podcast. Uh, hoping nice for Draymond. Hoping nice things for Draymond. Yeah, yeah. We 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 always hope for the best for all players. Okay. <laughs> all right then, Vineet. Uh, take care, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. We will be back with a new episode next week, as always, because we are like uh, ticking time clock. By the way, did, by the way, clock. didn't Kevin Durant get some injury? Uh, he had some uh, ankle issues and all. That's fine. Like That's when you're a snake, your ankles sometimes get broken. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I got to stop <laughs> doing the whole Kevin Durant hating part. It's yes. been three years now. Anyway, all right, the ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you so much for tuning in once again. Uh, we will catch you next time. Cheers. Cheers. Can you say bye? Bye.